This podcast is dedicated to Aaron and Landry Gamble. Your lives were not lost in vain. Your courage, kindness, humbleness, and deep faith have been an inspiration to many. If you would like to read more about these two incredible men, I encourage you to go to the link that is posted on our Buzzsprout page for the episode, I Still Believe. Welcome to Twin Talk. I'm Joy, and we're here with my sister Angie, and today we are discussing the book, I Still Believe, by Jeremy Camp. So Angie, are you familiar with Jeremy Camp and his story at all? Uh, Yes, but just because of what you've told me. I know he's a, 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 I guess, contemporary Christian singer. Mm -hmm. Is that how you say that? Contemporary? Yeah, I think so. Contemporary Contemporary Christian. Christian. Um, I know he's a, a sings, yeah, he's a Christian, and I think he's a singer-songwriter. And I know um, that you've seen the movie about his life, and 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 we're discussing the book now. So that's about all I know. And you, you tell me a little bit about it after you saw the movie because the movie touched you so profoundly yeah and um i like the movie because it stayed with the book so closely mm-hmm. and i did actually pay money I actually rent usually i'm like oh you gotta rent that for 2.99 or whatever oh, i think it was oh, like, okay so you paid to see it it was like four or five dollars and yeah i paid to see the movie because mm-hmm. i thought the book was so good Oh, so you read the book first? So I read the book first, and then I watched the movie, and very pleased that they were so closely together. Um, I still believe it's the true life story of Christian music star Jeremy Camp and his journey of love and loss, which attempts to prove there is always hope. Hmm. So like I said, one thing I really liked about the movie was that it stayed close to the book, and I just thought it was interesting. The introduction to the book was by, did you see, um, I can only imagine, uh, with, it was about the lead singer of Mercy Me about his life. No. Mm-mm. Oh, you have to watch no, that movie. No, you told me about that movie too. You said it was yeah. really good. Oh, it was okay. so good. It was about his, just his, his journey, his road. And he, he called up Jeremy Camp and said, Hey, I hear they're making a movie about your life. And, I just want you to be be prepared, brother. And he goes, well, what do you mean? He goes, just be prepared to tell your story over and over. He goes, I already do that at all my concerts. Mm -hmm. He he tells his testimony and his story at concerts and to fans, you know, when they're getting autographs and he does signings. And he goes, no, take that and multiply it but like a million. (laughs) Okay, I have a confession to make. Okay. Uh, When you just got, when you just now said we're doing I Still Believe, Mm -hmm. I was confusing with that with, I can only imagine. So I can only imagine was about his, that singer's relationship with his abusive father. Yes. I thought that's what we were getting ready to talk about. That's why I was so depressed. No. Okay. This might even be more depressing. Okay. So Jeremy Camp, is he the one that lost (laughs) his wife? His wife to cancer? When she was only like 23. Jumping ahead. Okay. I just realized that I was confused. So there's there's actually, so there's actually two Christian singers. Two inspirational stories. Who have inspirational stories. And one is, I can only imagine, and the others I still believe. Yes. Okay, I got you. Okay. And the one about I can only imagine, you know, is the lead singer of Mercy Me. And he said another... Oh, I love Mercy Me. I do, too. Okay. And he said another thing I just want to warn you about, he was, it's really hard to watch your life story up on the screen when oh, you know yeah. hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people can be watching your failures, your weaknesses. And Jeremy Camp said, oh, I hadn't thought about that. And he said he was right about all of it. He said he 
got so many responses to the book and the movie that he was telling his story, which really is mm-hmm. good, his testimony over and over. But it over. can be mentally exhausting, Yes, sure. I could see that. Mm-hmm. And also, he said it was very hard to watch all his weaknesses portrayed, all of his um, doubts and fears portrayed. And there is a scene we're going to talk about in a minute where his wife has cancer and she's in the hospital room. And uh, we'll get to it in a minute, but it's a real touching, tough scene. And he said, you know, because sometimes he would go on set and watch them film it, and he mm-hmm. said he had to leave the room. Oh. So um, what's interesting to me I kind of just assumed that Jeremy Camp was brought up in a Christian home and probably had two strong Christian parents who led him to the Lord. He did not. His Both of his parents were not believers. Uh, they didn't have any money. His mom came from a wealthy family, but when she married his father, he was pretty poor. And basically, they really struggled. And when I say struggle, I mean like he said eating ramen every day, mm-hmm. eating rice and beans every day. He said he got so sick of eating ramen that when he and, he and his uh, family now, his wife now, he says he can't even look at ramen. They mm-hmm. were so poor wow. that they didn't have vehicles. <laughs> and he said it's funny. He's they had a series of pintos given to them, like the old pintos. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them like had a hole in the floorboard you could see the ground. Oh, and wow. I mean, so we're talking he grew up with um his parents didn't believe. They were super poor. They were given clothes and um cars and things by other people because they were so poor. But what's interesting is his father just went in this downward spiral and he started out just selling like pot, things like that, what are considered a lighter drug, but then he went on to sell like stronger stuff. Mm-hmm. And he just went down and down this deeper, deeper spiral till one day he's like, I've got to talk to a preacher. My life is going nowhere fast. I'm depressed. Well, he told his wife, and he's like, let's go to church. And I think this is where I, I should have ref, um, written this in my notes, but I didn't. But I don't remember the exact scenario. But basically, they had both agreed to go to a church where they had been talking to one of the preachers, I think. Well, he and his buddies decide to go to a Mexican restaurant before they go to this church. And, well, they're drinking margaritas. And um, oh, no. basically him and his buddy go to church and they're drunk. Oh, no. And they're like slurring their words <laughs> and stumbling down the aisle and the preacher's up there preaching. And, well, the wife is so embarrassed she doesn't even want to sit by him. Long story short, he ends up getting saved at the end of the service. Oh, wow. He and his buddy. Oh, wow. And That's he gets crazy. saved. And it wasn't a false conversion. He truly changed his ways. The, his wife did not get converted that night, but through mm-hmm. her husband's life and watching the true change in his heart she eventually did accept christ wow that is amazing it it is a pretty amazing story so i guess i just said that all that to say it's not like he grew up in this cushy life and had a Mm -hmm. lot of money and his parents were these great christian role models they went through a lot of tough times before his parents found the lord and even when they did find god and, and became christians they were really strict with their faith. They 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 sold out to God. They mm-hmm. really and when they didn't have food, they would say, "God, provide for us." We know help. When there was nothing in the cupboard, they would literally pray. And he said it never failed. Somebody from their church would show up with a bag of groceries. Oh wow! Or somebody would bring over a cooked meal. God provided no matter what. Mm-hmm. And then when Jeremy was in high school, I didn't know this either. He was a very talented athlete, really good at baseball, especially good at football. But he had become a Christian at this point, too, and he wanted to go to this private Christian college so he could... Here's what I admire about Jeremy Camp. This is one of the key things that stood out in this book to me. 
He's a sophomore. He's going into his junior year. He's been um, reading his Bible and hanging out with all these people, and they're becoming super, super close to God. He's about to go back to his junior year. He's expected to be one of the standout football players at this big um, school. And he said, Dad, I just feel like if I go back to school, I'm too weak. I'm not the spiritual leader I should be. I feel like I'm going to fall into my old ways because he had been drinking and going to parties and just not really being Mm -hmm. a Christian influence or example. And his dad's like, no, son, you got to go. Football. You know, Mm -hmm. his dad's all about the football. Yeah. But he's also a Christian man. He says, hey, wherever you feel God leading you. Well, this private school costs money, and there was a friend of the family who was a doctor, and he helped pay for the school, and Jeremy agreed to be a janitor at Mm. night and pay his way through this school, this private Christian school. So he literally was scrubbing toilets, he said, at night and going to school during the day. That's another thing I really admire about him. He was not too proud to scrub toilets to Mm -hmm. work his way through this private school Mm -hmm. Hmm. and just a few more things I want to bring out that were interesting and then I'll get your thoughts on this because I think you're going to relate to this next thing um it was his junior year he's in this private school he and his dad for some reason they're driving by the stadium it's a Friday night the lights are blaring the crowd's going wild (laughs) and he's looking at the football field and he was going to be like one of the star I think he was a running back. Okay. Not the quarterback, but I think a running back. Yeah. And he just begins to weep. Oh. And I'm like, oh, my oh. gosh. That Honestly, that was one of the parts of the book that got, even though, and we're not going to get into it a lot because I don't want to cry on the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even though he's going to meet and marry this young Christian girl and she's going to die of cancer at 23. Oh, it's hard. oh gosh. Yeah, 23 oh, she dies. But, um. Even though all that's tragic and horrible, this part right here got to me. Yeah. This sacrifice. And if you've never played sports, you might not quite get this. But I was going to ask yeah. you, how important were sports to you growing up? Oh, gosh. We, you know, that's what I was just thinking when you said that is some people might not understand that. But we loved sports. Mm-hmm. We played basketball, softball. We ran track. Mm-hmm. Um I, you know, I wasn't that good at basketball, but I loved basketball. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. And I was really sad when I knew it was over. You know, oh, I, I I'm bald like a baby our last wanna, game. Yeah, I didn't want to quit. Um, and, and for someone to ha- actually have talent and be good at it. But I'm a little confused because I thought you said he was still going. He was just working his way through college. But, uh, uh, okay, so this is a Christian private high school. He's not oh, in college yet. Oh, it's I his thought junior. you meant he was able to mm-hmm. go to college by, oh, by no. working at nine. Okay, okay no, this is just a private. It'd be like Union Christian oh, or something. Okay. He's he, working his way through a private Christian school because he wants to take classes where he can learn more about God's Word and study the Bible more. He's so in. Okay. Uh, I so admire he him. For, he for, he did he's, not, forfeiting he, he's forfeiting his junior, his junior year of college. high school. Oh, high school. High school. Okay, I don't know why I keep thinking college. When no. You, you kept saying sophomore and freshman. I'm thinking college. No. you were talking about in high but school. But see, okay. here's the deal, though. Okay. They think like his performance his junior and senior year was what was going to seal the deal for okay, him so to play college said, football. Dad, I don't want to go back because I'm not strong. That's why I was picturing going back to a college. Oh, no. So high school. To just the sports and yes. the environment. Okay, I'm the sorry. The environment of a high school. Sorry <laughs> if I probably didn't make that no, clear no i'm just in that college mode right now because my son's and when you said go back i just mm-hmm. was picturing going back to college okay all right how many high school athlete uh, boy athletes who you know who are, and he was pretty popular very athletic would sacrifice their junior year of sports oh none none that i know <laughs> no, of no. and jeremy camp if you're listening 
I doubt that will ever happen. Yeah. <laughs> I admire you so much. He put mm-hmm. God before sports. Mm-hmm. And and you're right. We love sports. And even though I was horrible at basketball, looking back, mm-hmm. that was my idol. Oh, It basketball. truly was. Yeah. I, bre- I loved it. I would mm-hmm. practice every chance I get and go to the mm-hmm. gym whenever we could. I couldn't wait for the games. Of course, I would cry every time we lost a game. <laughs> I was horrible at the sport, but I loved it. I mm-hmm. loved basketball. Mm-hmm. And I just... I just remember it, it pretty much consumed a lot of my waking thoughts more mm-hmm. than anything. More well, than I, I didn't realize that. I, 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 I still have dreams this day about basketball, yeah. that I have a second chance to go play right. and to go win. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if it weren't for basketball, I don't know that I would have gotten up in the morning and gone to school. I liked the English <laughs> class. I liked history class, but I pretty much did not like school. Yeah. And it's one of the things that motivated me and got me out of bed. So I'm not, I, it was my idol though. Okay. I, and, but now looking back, I, but I do feel as a teacher, especially that sports are so important. They're, they keep mm-hmm. kids in school. I, I agree. And they motivate them and they teach, they teach them how to play as a team. I do agree. But, and I also agree though, when you said that something about that being an idol, I do feel like sports are definitely idolized. I think oh, they, they've definitely. become an idol, no doubt. They, and I think COVID <laughs> Mm-hmm. More than anything else, COVID mm-hmm. took the veil off of our eyes and showed us what our idols were. Yeah, I, I agree. Because I agree. what hurt the most, we missed K- when Cade didn't get his mm-hmm. senior year baseball season. Yeah. I was crushed. Yes, And I'm like, we why am all, I so yes. crushed? Because we've been looking forward to so many years. Yes, we were all crushed over a sport. Over a sport. Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. You're right. Everything that was in, it showed where people's true uh, values lie. Yeah. And, yeah, and what and what they prior, their priorities were. Yeah. No doubt. Um, this would be a good point to mention. I was just thinking, you, you said how many guys would give up their junior year to play, to do something they loved, to sacrifice it because they were worried about interfering with their spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously he he would be a great uh, role model mm-hmm. for young Christian men, and there's just not many out there. There's not. So that's encouraging me to hear his. Uh, uh, that'd be a great story, a great movie. No, wait, yeah, there's a movie. Yeah, yeah. And yes, yeah. Uh-huh. It'd be a great movie for young guys, and uh, just for your information, I ordered. A memoir by Tim Tebow, and I'm actually just started reading it. Okay, so we'll be talking about his book here. In okay, a, here I mean, few weeks. I've read a book by him, but I don't think it was a uh, memoir. through my eyes. <sighs> Maybe okay. I'm not sure. Well, good if you've read it, then we can discuss we can it. Yeah, because he's he's a, obviously he's a great role model as well. Yeah, so definitely. I like that there's actually some strong Christian role models out yeah. there. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so he forfeits his junior year. Runs out of money for the private school. Aww. Because remember, they had the doctor. They were a real good friend. He speaks highly of this doctor, and I wish I could remember his name, who helped the family financially mm-hmm. as much as he could mm-hmm. once they became Christians. I think they met him through the church. But anyway, he's run out of money. They don't want to ask the doctor to support him. Um, just working, cleaning bathrooms at night is not going to pay for the school. He goes back to his old high school his senior year. Well, they're thinking, hey, he's a good enough football player, and he's going to get noticed this year if he has enough playing time, and he could go to college on a scholarship because they don't have the money to send him to college. Well, guess what? He gets hurt. Mm, the coach won't play him. Because he didn't go. Because he set out his whole junior year. Oh, no. So even though there was oh, a guy no. on the team who wasn't as good as him. And but it he didn't w- have anything to do with the rules. The tra- the- no. Oh, it's okay. just because they're like, sorry, bud, you set out a year. Okay. And so even though there was a guy, I think he was only a sophomore, 
and he wasn't as good as Jeremy Camp, mm-hmm. he got ma- the majority of the playing time because he had. They just looked at it at as you were loyal, you were mm-hmm. faithful. He was loyal, he was faithful. He yeah. stayed with the team. You deserted us. Right. It's kind of how they saw uh, yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But what gets me and about... I can see both sides of that. Yes, story, yeah. and Jeremy Camp, and he said and very uncharacteristically of his dad, his dad went and had words with the coach. Not bad, yeah. not cussing him out or anything like that, but questioning him, is Jeremy the better player? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Jeremy faster, stronger? Yeah. Why isn't he playing? Well, he wasn't here last yeah. year, and that was the reason. Yeah. So, but here's the cool thing, and I like this, and here's another christian athletic reference if you've never seen brandon burlsworth the story of brandon burlsworth greater Mm -hmm. um there's a scene where clint sterner the quarterback he's getting frustrated with the calls from the you know from the coaches and brandon burlsworth says hey mentioned this is the arkansas razorbacks yeah arkansas razorbacks uh i didn't have a crush on him for many years clint (laughs) sterner uh, but nicest guy. We had a chance to meet him and get our picture made with him. Super nice guy. But anyway, he Brandon Burlsworth says, all we see is what's in front of us on the field, but the coaches up in the press box, they can see the whole field. They see the greater picture. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm going to apply that here because even though Jeremy Camp was crushed here and he may have missed an opportunity at a scholarship to go to college and play football, well, chances of that college scholarship turned into pro are pretty minuscule Mm -hmm. and yeah he may and one of the guys he played with did go on to play college ball and he never said his name but he said he would see him on tv and he would get hurt and go that could be me out there but my point is god could see the greater picture Mm-hmm. Jeremy Kent might have been able to reach a few people through that venue of sports, and maybe if he'd made it to college football, he has reached millions mm-hmm. of people, millions, through the story of his wife and through his music. So even though his sacrifice was great, it was worth it. Am I making sense? Yes, yes. The, the, it was yeah. the outcome. God mm-hmm. could see the big picture and knew that mm-hmm. sports wasn't for him. It mm-hmm. was music, and he led mm-hmm. him into music. Wow. And this is the part that I don't really want to get into because it's so depressing, but he meets this girl, Melissa. Um, it's kind of a complicated story, but they they meet and fall in love. She finds out she has, I believe it's ovarian cancer. She's so young. And, they, of course, they pray for healing. And this is where it gets personal for Angie and me because we lost our dad to cancer. But this story reminded me so much of what we went through. Mm-hmm. They're doing juice fast. You know, we were trying to do juicing for our dad. They're praying over him. They've got everybody praying. They're, they're taking him to MD Anderson. We did that. We didn't get in. But the doctor did look at our dad's scans and said he's just too far gone. But anyway, my point is everything he went through with her, we've been through with our dad. So you can totally oh, relate wow. to that point. Mm-hmm. And then, but doing it at a young age, I can't imagine. I can't we imagine. Yeah, our that. dad was like 70 and we were yeah, older. Right. Yeah, I can't imagine they're newlyweds. He yeah, marries dealing, her knowing. Yeah, dealing that when you're in your 20s, yes. I can't even imagine. I know it. So they're dealing with this. They've only been married a few months, I believe. When her, she so they didn't know she had cancer. Okay, so she had cancer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to marry you anyway. I love you so much. And his parents are like, you sure? She may not live long. You may have mm-hmm. to take care of her. And then she went in remission. And they had tons of people praying. She went and she went in remission. And when they they went in to remove her, uh, give her a hysterectomy because mm-hmm. they said it had spread down, um, you know, to like her reproductive organs. Mm-hmm. But when they went in to do the surgery, it was miraculously gone. Oh. And they and I mm-hmm. do think that was a God thing. Wow. But here's the deal. So she, when they got married, she was in remission, mm-hmm. and they thought, oh, this is great. But on their honeymoon, 
there towards the end of the honeymoon, she felt these bumps all over her. There were tumors on her stomach, oh, and it had come back. And so here's another, and I'll try to get through this part. <laughs> here's an interesting scene. So of course, she's not being healed. She's uh, she's going downhill, and all her family and friends are around here. It's close to the end. And that she's sleeping a lot. She's on morphine a lot, just like our dad. Boy, this is bringing back some memories. Mm-hmm. But she stands, she's like, I'm healed. Mm-hmm. I'm healed. God has healed me. I don't have any more pain. And this is the part where he couldn't stay in the room when they were filming the movie. Uh, oh, okay. And she stands up, and, but she's got tubes and stuff. They're like, no, no, no. She's like, I got to go to the bathroom, but I'm healed. Oh, wow. And they said, she's like, I'm not in pain. I'm healed. God's healed me. And then um, she kind of starts to fall, and one of her friends is there and catches her, and they put her back in bed, and she dies within, like, less than 24 hours later. Oh, wow. That's so something. here's my question to you. What, what do you think was going on there? Oh, yeah. I mean, that is interesting because um, I don't know. I, I don't have to think about that. That's, um, I know. I'm kind of putting you on the spot. No, I mean, I mean... I'm thinking, what if, what if God gave her one last moment to feel, to not feel like she's in pain and, and, mm-hmm. and to feel whole and alive again? And, 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 and that was also another t- uh, opportunity for her to show her faith, to show that mm-hmm. I believe even at this last hour that I God know. can heal me. And one know? thing that but, I admire so much about Melissa is she said, when she found out she's probably going to die of this cancer, she said, even if one person hears my story and believes because of me, it'll be worth it all. And, well, her story's been told to thousands and thousands of people. And they say many have come to God because of her testimony. Here's just a thought, and I could be totally wrong. I think God really did heal her right then. Hmm. I think he wanted the people in that room, her mom, her dad, her sister, Jeremy, all her family, to see the miracle of the healing. Mm -hmm. I think he healed her, but then allowed her to die and then be in heaven with him. Am I making sense? Because she said she wasn't in pain. I almost feel like he healed her and let them see the healing, but went ahead and took her on to heaven. Uh, I mean, you know. I mean, it can be far-fetched. I mean. She could just be hallucinating. I I mean, we, there's no telling because... You know, he's he's God, and, and his and ways are mightier than our ways. And his we we can't we don't think the way he thinks. Yeah, his thoughts are, his not, thoughts our are thoughts. not our thoughts. So you know, who knows? <laughs> I know. So it could be she was hallucinating, mm-hmm. and just the morphine talking, or mm-hmm. God was letting them see a miracle. It, yeah, that wow, that is. That's so I thought that was food interesting. For food yeah. for I thought that was interesting that, that, that happened. Very interesting. Hmm. So after she passes away, here's another thing. His mom, she's tough. He's on the he's like in fetal position on the ground mm-hmm. when she dies. They're all in the hospital room. Mm-hmm. Well, they all start singing a gospel song and and his mom's like, Jeremy, get up. He's like, Yeah, the last thing I want to do, my wife's laying there dead. The last thing I want to do is stand up and, and praise God. She's like, mm-hmm. Jeremy, stand up, praise God. Oh. He listens to his mom and he said as he worshiped. It freed him. It helped release the grief, and he said it was the most one of the most powerful moments of his oh, life. Wow. I know. Well, that 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 part's making me cry. Oh, oh, oh it's <laughs> it's powerful. You should read yeah, read the book. I, I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. Uh, Back to our other book. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. um, the rest of the book is about his. Den- he goes through the stages of grief. Mm-hmm. He's in denial. He's angry. 
Everything I went through with losing our dad. At one point, he even threw his Bible. He was mm-hmm. so upset. He didn't want to play music. He didn't want to play his guitar. He didn't want to write songs. He was angry. Like, mm-hmm. why? Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you answer this prayer? You know, and mm-hmm. I, I don't blame him because, you know, she's 23 years old. And mm-hmm. I understand he has a, I think we all have a right to question God. Yeah. Um, but we also need to ex- respectfully accept his decisions. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the rest of the book, he has great faith. Um. Um, what was I going to say? Just the book mainly just really outlines Melissa's faith, his faith, how even though he's been through heartache, there's still hope of heaven and hope of seeing her again and hope of loving again. Mm -hmm. And it goes through how his grief and denial and anger and how eventually he meets his next wife. That's what I was getting ready to ask. Mm -hmm. So he does remarry. Mm, He does. She's a girl from South Africa named Adrian and she headlines like this Christian rock band. Oh, okay. (laughs) But he said her persona on stage is totally opposite than off, off the stage. She's real soft spoken. Oh, real mean. Oh, you say she headlines a band. She's like the, she's like the the, lead singer of this Christian rock band from South Africa. (laughs) And she's, she, he said she's got this real cool, cool South African accent, which to me they kind of sound like an Australian accent yeah, a little yes. bit. Mm-hmm. So he does. He marries her, going? and they have three kids, and they're still touring, and he's uh, looking at maybe doing other things besides singing and touring so he can be with his family more. He has lots of things he wants to do, Aww. but they wit- he's, they're bringing their kids up as Christians. They're, they, they witness everywhere they go. They read tell melissa's story everywhere they go and to me that'd be the hardest part about being his new wife (laughs) yeah is following in melissa's footsteps you're kind of overshadowed by this whole story yes and someone even asked her if jeremy gets up on that stage every night (laughs) and talks about melissa and her witness Mm -hmm. and he talks about her more than you Mm -hmm. how is that going to make you feel and she said i just feel like that's how it's supposed to be. She said it, her story needs to be t- retold as much as possible. Our dogs are... <laughs> they were tangled up. Oh, they were tangled up. Oh, <laughs> so anyway, that's I Still Believe. Um, it is a tough book to read. It is heavy material, but man, it's it'll give you faith. It, it will renew your faith, and it is very inspiring to see... Uh, what God has done through Jeremy Camp's story and through his music. Oh, yeah. It sounds like a very, very interesting. And one last thing I want to say. Some of my favorite songs by Jeremy Camp, it gives the stories behind them. So many of these songs were written from deep, deep grief or anguish. Oh, okay. And out of the dark, deep anguish. Can you anguish, mention a few of his songs? Yeah. Sure um, oh, you would ask me that. Oh. Um, I Still Believe, of course, mm-hmm. is the main one. Uh, would you take the new... From his hand. Oh, would you take the place of this I was man? just thinking, I've probably been personally would blessed by many mm-hmm. of his songs and didn't even realize There's four it. or five of his songs that are big hits that mm-hmm. I absolutely love. And, of course, now that yeah. I'm on the spot, I can't think it's of It's funny because I know I, when I hear names of Christian singers, I immediately recognize them like, mm-hmm. like Jeremy uh, Camp. Um, now I'm going to go blank. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's just certain ones yeah, out there that are just big names. Know. And then I also know the a lot of the big hits. Yeah. But I have trouble remembering who sings what. Yeah. You know, which I, but I know a lot of the times when I would hear a song on the radio mm-hmm. and they would say Mercy Me. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what it was, but I love almost every yeah, song Mercy, Mercy Me. Yeah, Mercy Me has so many good hits. They have so many good hits. Mercy but, yeah, me. a lot of these Jeremy Camp songs that I've mm-hmm. loved for years, I didn't know the, the anguish... And the grief 
uh, what was going on when they were written. And I still right. believe was a song God gave him when he's one, at one of his lowest points, and mm. it's one of my favorite songs. So Yeah, wow. Okay, Very well, inspiring. so this one I have a feeling maybe you're not going to read. No, I would I would definitely like to read it. Okay, yeah, I thought maybe it was just be, too depressing, too heavy. I mean, it is, it, but it's still such a good story. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's, I, no, I think it would be a, a good story to read. I think it is funny that the, the actor who plays Jeremy Camp in the movie is the lead actor off of uh, Riverdale. Oh, really? <laughs> Have you ever seen Riverdale? No, I've heard you talk about okay, it. Okay, <laughs> I thought that was interesting, but I would recommend the book and the movie. I thought okay. they were both good. Cool. Okay. Okay. Well, is there anything else you want to add before we sign off? No, I can't think of anything. Okay. So, in recap, please read um, I Still Believe by Jeremy Camp if you get a chance. Very inspiring uh, book that will give you hope. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. We know that you could do a lot of other things with your time. We really appreciate you. And we will see you next time on Twin Twin Talk. Talk.